Hello, hello, friends and listeners. Raya here, obsessed with learning about shit that makes me smarter, or at least sound it. Smart But Dumb is a pod where I bring my friends who are smarter than me to tell me something I don't know. Every episode, I'll bring on a friend of mine who is thriving and knowledgeable about a topic I know absolutely nothing about, but wish I did. Episodes come out every Wednesday and Friday, so hit subscribe on Smart But Dumb on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends to help the pod get out there. You can also follow all podcast updates on Instagram at smartbutdumbpod. I wanted to switch things up today for today's episode, and here's how. I wanted to talk pop culture. One TV show that, in my opinion, changed pop culture in a big way and forever is NBC's The Office. For those of you who may or may not know, it is an American remake of a Ricky Gervais cringe humor TV show. And contrary to a show like Friends, a show where if you meet someone who hasn't watched it, it's automatically considered weird, a friend of mine and I realized how this workplace sitcom, whilst very popular, is not really watched by many of our friends. The friend I speak of here is Pierre. Pierre works in finance, but that's not what I brought him on to talk about at all. After a recent conversation between Pierre and me about how this global pandemic has pointed us in the direction of this super comforting and hilarious TV show more than ever before, we thought we could use this podcast in pure smart but dumb fashion to tell listeners what is it about The Office, why this relatable yet fantastical cult TV show is a must-see, and how it will always be a perfect way to make you laugh during all worrying times of life. It is also the only show and only context where saying that's what she said is funny. So I hope you enjoy today's episode, and please, please, please start watching The Office. You won't regret it. Let's get to it. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm excited. We got to talk a bit about about our true passion in life. <laughs> um, I think it's cool because you work in finance, but I'm actually bringing you on to talk about something completely different and to tell a different story. Because just for a little bit of background, you and I met what feels like many moons ago in college and we do bond over a lot of things but one thing we definitely bond over is our shared love and I would say passion for the show The Office. Unconditional love. Yes. However we do fight on which episode we prefer. Is the best that's true. And on the quality of uh, the last few seasons too. That's definitely true and I think that we were actually talking, you know, talking about everything and nothing, but we realized that the office, despite it being a really popular show when it was on the air, and even now, because we're still able to watch it on Netflix and whatnot, not a lot of people that we know watch it, which I realized is a big problem, and that this podcast isn't just a podcast to learn about scientific shit or tech shit it's to learn about what's really important and this is a facet of pop culture that i think people need to know about it's filled with gems once you, <laughs> once you once you start looking out for these gems you can't get enough of it 
you know. I I agree, and I I think that's why I've brought on the perfect person to talk about the why. Like, what is it about this show that is so good, and why does everybody have to just get on it and watch it? So, would you mind just giving a quick for those who really have no idea? Yeah. So for what those who have is no idea, about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is The Office? The Office is a mockumentary. So a mockumentary is a fake documentary about life, the daily life of a regional paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's about two hours away, two and a half hours away from New York. And uh, so you follow this uh, rather large company, but a small office of a rather large company in a, a place that is, um, let's say, complicated. They sell paper in a world that is going paperless. So by definition, anyone that's working in there knows that this is not a career. This is just a job to make ends meet because paper is going nowhere. And I think the, the show really stresses this out a lot. They explain the tension, the economic tension of the entity that's supposed to employ everyone and what everybody feels about that. And, you know, we get some insights in a way into the paper world where we understand regional companies are dying and national big leaders that also do office accessories are winning over. So people like Staples. No. This, this is where the show starts. It starts in 2005, which is when it started to air. And 2005 is growing economic times. And yet, so you have this uh, sort of duality of uh, the world that's making more money than it never has and then people starting to watch a show on tv of a failing company and this is going to be providence as you know the economic crash of the late 2000 is just around the corner and i think this so, is yeah. in a way part of the reason why so many people got so attached to that show in the 2010s right which brings on the next big thing, which why, which uh, you which you mentioned is the office is actually still very popular today. What about this show? That's obvious. It's if people didn't get it already, it's a comedy. What is it about this show that is clearly outdated in the sense of? whether it's industry, whether it's the way they're dressed, whether it's, you know, the world around them, what is it about it that today makes it relevant? Well, I think the, the main reason is uh, what we talked about at the beginning. It's not about an office. It's set in an office, but really it's about human relations. And especially for you and I, the reason why we like this show so much doesn't make a lot of sense because when it comes out we both start watching this show and have no idea what it's like to have a boss no idea what it's right. like to go to an office i mean no idea what scranton is you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and scranton has really nothing to do with paris or any other place we really hadn't been to and uh, yet we sort of formed an emotional attachment for me, mainly to the boss, Michael Scott, <laughs> who's played by Steve Carell. And I think part of the reason why is that this guy is uh, trying to do good, but is probably the worst boss on the planet from a, <laughs> you know, the viewpoint. Management of, perspective. Of a, from a management perspective. <laughs> and yet, 
seasons after seasons, the writers had made sure that, you know, he actually survives in the corporate world by a, it's a thin line usually, but he does survive. And what helps him survive is his, um, his good heart. His good heart. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you've touched upon something that is really important that what's great about this show, which I think is very difficult to say about shows that we tend to think as popular today, like Game of Thrones or Outlander or, you know, these even House of Cards, like I'm just throwing names off the top of my head about, you know, of shows that have made a really big impact. But this the office was really able to carefully craft these characters that are not so out of norm because like you said even when you know we grew up and started working and all this stuff every almost every character in the show is someone that you whether you're you're making that connection consciously or not exists right like there's like you said the terrible boss but who's so nice right so you forgive him There are the stupid office disputes about, you know, do we buy a new printer or do we buy a new chair? Like all these things that when, you know, we still all worked at offices were such a thing, like the weird cat lady, the the weirdo, the the person who's considered attractive, the person yeah, that you no, love to hate. No, but of course, hate. it's the little things. I think it, every um, office and every you know group of humans that start spending that much time together gets into these little idiosyncrasies that make life you know sometimes extremely annoying but mainly fun it's the um, it's the fun of repetition of the cringiness of the repetition yes. of you know annoying <laughs> human behavior <laughs> that's that's so true and also Maybe you could touch upon a little bit, not necessarily the work environment, but how this, the, the whole failing industry part of the office is such a big part of its appeal. Yeah, absolutely. The, the failing aspect of it ensures that nobody watching this show is um, bothered But by what makes it funny. Say you were going to watch uh, exactly the same show, but in a setting, in an industry that's growing tremendously, say in 2005, social media. The, the, the thing is okay, set at Facebook. Yeah. People expect to see, um, you know, a feel-good story, expect to uh, encounter the American dream in one way or another. And, that. and that's also true in failure. You know, sometimes you have shows about failing companies and it's about how, you know, they didn't achieve the dream and they're losing and they're fighting. And also, I think in the office, you don't assist, you don't watch people fighting. What you watch is, uh, you know, people surviving. It's not the American dream. It's the American reality in a way. Mm, I like oh, that. Yeah. That's true very deep it's true you you've said it you said it so well and what i really want to make clear is that that doesn't mean that this show is ordinary like that's what's so great about it absolutely it's not it's 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 i think they've really the creators of this show have just done a really good yeah. job at creating this what looks to us on screen this very 
I would almost say bland, ordinary world. But you and I, like, we've talked about this so many times, like, after a long day, what do we put on TV? You know, we don't put on dragons and, you know, witches. Like, this is what we want to watch. Well, I think there's an aspect of comfort in that. I think yeah. today, if I watch The Office, it's because I don't want to look for something to watch. And this, I think this is just how we've all become lazy with how we choose the content we decide to consume. Either it's shoved through our throats and we don't have a choice, like on Instagram, or we just go to familiarity for some reason. Right. But also this kind of familiarity is different in that it just doesn't stop being funny oh it never stops it never stops like being it's funny. yeah exactly like i get so much enjoyment watching it over and over so i can't even imagine how funny it must be if you're watching it for the first time well for sure I, look one of the reasons i think it's so funny in the long term is that we're not following a plot the plot of a story that is developing before us we're not no. um you know we don't have a hero that needs personal development to achieve you know, the goal and be in the next phase of uh, the situation he's chasing. We're, right. And this is, I think, why the mockumentary style is so, um, you know, nice to look at. There, there's a, You're not missing out if you miss a day. You could have been sick one day and not come to the office and then come back the following day or the following week and you still know what's happening. And that's a bit the sense that uh, I get from the office. And yeah. I think particularly when I used to watch it on TV, I didn't care what order it came in. You can just watch a show yeah, for the yeah, gag. Absolutely. And then you have this very weak storylines that, you know, brings it together. And um, that's true. Yeah. And like, you know, just to also put it into perspective when it comes to the mockumentary style, I think another, I would say, and I'm, I'm sure you have other examples, but just to put it into context, a very famous example that came after that, was Parks and Recreation. Right. Um, With so many similarities, that's... right? A cringy right. boss, uh, a useless yes. company, right? Parks and Recreation, the Department of Parks in a small town. It, it's really, it's as useless. The setting is really completely yeah. um, uh, fabricated so that we're focused on the gags, not on the storyline. Yeah. And then Absolutely. the recurring gags, really. There is an aspect of, you know, the recurring gags. Every episode of The Office starts with a gag from one coworker to another because yeah. he annoys them. Or the, that's what, or that's what she or said. Or the famous that's what she said of the boss. You know? And, and <laughs> I, I guess now that you've talked about that, what she said, I think um, we could talk about what's, what really worked and what's, how the authors of The Office managed to make it an important show. Is that they touched on every problem of, that society has in a very funny way absolutely because yeah, they had a, a boss that was so you know far from reality that they could make him do whatever really whatever they wanted and because we love him so much we weren't judging him yeah you forgive him that's true like what comes to my mind which you can speak more to that is the diversity day episode like when they bring in a guy because of an incident they bring in some kind of a specialist to to teach them diversity training and the lack of growth of all the characters you could you could think <laughs> in an episode that talks about diversity in the u.s by the end of the episode people in i mean characters not people the characters have grown and won't make these mistakes again and yet they really do 
The only person that you know <laughs> maybe grows is the viewer, if even. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so true. And with that, it's not only forgiven; it's hilarious. I don't. I mean, that does. I will preface that by saying I don't know how that would fly today, but I still watch it now and go like, "Oh my god!" Like if it wasn't Steve Carell, like no one can get away with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so why don't I then we can then segue to kind of something that we touched upon earlier that there are several reports, mainly a lot of Nielsen reports, because Netflix doesn't share viewership data other than members like they don't say what was the most watched movie or show but nielsen has reported on several accounts that in 2019 the office was the most watched show on its platform which is very ironic because as of 2020 um in the u.s at least it will no longer be on netflix because nbc its network you know its home network is taking it back because they're creating their own platform so what is it about it that this year makes it the most watched show uh, or of last to to me really the the you know one of the reasons why it's so popular it's the familiarity that people have grown accustomed to with this show by watching it online and you came up with a a good fact about how after the first US season there it wasn't oh, a hit. yeah, 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 yeah. I see what, yeah, because, okay, so backtracking a bit, that apparently, which you and I didn't know, that the show is actually about to get cancelled after it's, whether it was a couple of first episodes or first season, I'm not so sure, but NBC was going to cancel it. But then for some reason, Apple came in and posted it on iTunes. I guess they made a deal with NBC. And it was actually kind of quote unquote saved by its high viewership on iTunes at the time. So that's what actually incentivized and made NBC made all of the seasons that it made. Um, So I think that's also very telling about its success. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a proof that people want to watch it in moments um of uh, where they need comfort and TV can't really bring you that. TV is an appointment, whereas iTunes is a a positive action of looking for something you want to watch. Whenever you um, want. Whenever you want and then pick it up whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean. And I think especially, I think people need to realize you're talking about 2005, like we're not talking about Netflix or all of these streaming options that, you know, we've learned even about on another episode. 2005, it was literally TV or iTunes, and that's it. And even, it's not the iTunes that we have now, you know. And iTunes was expensive as hell. Yeah, big time. Yeah, it was like, it was like buying a DVD. Do you remember? Like, it was the same Mm -hmm. uh, cost. So, I think that understanding, like, that nuance is really interesting. And I just think that people really need to really need to actually understand and they obviously only can understand that by watching it but the comfort that this show brings is unlike any other unlike any other yeah i agree so all of that to say is why should people listening watch this show and why should they you know fucking get on it already to not be lame (laughs) that's the main reason 
It's super lame <laughs> to not watch The Office. <laughs> We're done. You don't have to say anything else. Don't be lame, guys. Yeah, don't be lame. Come on, just do it. It's also, um, I just feel like it's the show of our generation and other generations. I don't know. Is it the show of our generations? I feel like it's, you know, across generations. Yeah, exactly. Cross gen, exactly. Because yeah. I, I think I agree with you with that in the sense it can't. It's not our generation because we weren't working at the time that we were that we started watching it. It's such a cross generational thing. Like even people with families can sit up and you know watch it together. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Did you ever have a boss that was like Michael Scott? Uh, I don't think so because. Well, I've had, I've had, you know, I've been really lucky, like my bosses have been really cool. So there wasn't like that kind of, I'm trying to be cool factor. Have you? I feel like you have. You, oh, you're yeah. a finance guy. Oh, yeah. Big time. One <laughs> in particular. <laughs> I'm sure you remember him. I must have talked about him. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but you know, what was funny is that obviously the situation was very different, right? Because... My boss was an investment banker, you know, uh, more or less successful. And that's not that important. But really what made him so similar to Michael Scott is that he was craving the love from his employees. And it was a particular <laughs> kind of love. He wanted people to think he was cool, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> which, which, again, like for the listeners here, they we need to understand how great it is that this show is gives into our cravings, but it doesn't mean that we want that in our real life. Like we don't want a boss like Michael Scott, but we love watching a boss like Michael Scott. Yeah, and we all have a Michael Scott in us, you know? It, yeah, it's yeah. sort of it, it, if <laughs> you so if true. you were patching up every character of this show, you'd get more or less a normal person. But you'd really need to patch everything up. That's true. Well said. And I think that just like I think you would agree. I just think this show was so groundbreaking and it's, I think it's honestly just cool to watch it and understand why. Like it's so nuanced and like the no music, the no laugh track. I love that there's no laugh track. Absolutely. Because that's how you laugh in an office. Actually, a a funny moment in an office is a silent moment. (laughs) That's true. When you're holding it in. Yeah. That's true. And you like laugh about it later. That's true. Okay, cool. Well, guys, I hope you trust us. And if you don't trust me, trust Pierre. Yeah, he he knows what he's talking me, about. For sure. Yeah. yeah, like he's a he's a finance guy who just ca- came on here to talk about the office. So take his word for it. Watch it. We've all got more time now. Let's get on it. Pierre, just get thank on you it. so much. Well, yeah. It was a pleasure. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye.